1: Rated E for everyone, 10 and up.
2: This episode is brought to you by our patrons like Jared, who support the show on a monthly basis. Join the club and get patron-only bonus stories and content. Sign up today at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow.
1: You're listening to That Story Show.
2: No, Mom. Mom.
3: Mom. I'll, I'll, I'll clean my room later.
2: Stop! Hey, this is that story show, people. Hallelujah! You're watching. Hey, who's cooking pizza? I turned into a
3: bat. I flew into his was sweet, I, I left her some guano.
0: <laughs>
2: okay, before I do my normal thing, what what was mom doing to that kid? I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, podcast people, this is that story show. We're telling hilarious real-life stories and inviting you to do the same. Really, I mean, he was like telling her to stop, and what is mom doing to, to your son <laughs> while they're on the phone? I don't know. Anyway, this is episode 356, brought to you the week of October 1st, 2020. I'm your host. My name is James Kinnison, and my good friend is here. Hey, I'm John, and I'm just happy to be well again. Yeah, you were sick last week,
3: man. What happened? Dude, I was, I was sick for like the entire week. I literally, yesterday, stopped having a fever. And I don't know, I was sent home from uh, school on Wednesday because, you know, I was like, because I work at a school, you gotta, we have to be mindful of temperatures and all right, that stuff. Right, right. So, I felt a little odd. I had been feeling odd the whole week. And so I went and visited the nurse and said, hey, can you check my temperature? And she took it and she said, you got to go home. Get the freak out. Yeah, you grown a baby? Well, that was that was what they were thinking, so right? It's like, should I go get a test? And she's like, Well, I can't speak for your own family health or whatever, but yeah, you know, this is what's going around. In other words, I don't again. really
2: care, but yes, you should. Yeah, it's a bad well, nurse you have there at the school. You should get a different I, nurse.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I got tested, and. I don't have
2: anything, apparently. Well, that stinks, man. At least if you're going to be sick. (laughs) I know. You might as well get the Rona, get get it over with, you know? Now you know you still got Rona to to deal with.
3: Yeah, right. Uh,
2: It's annoying. Well, at least I
3: know all the safety measures that I've put into place, like keeping my hands clean and wearing a mask and all that stuff. I I was protected from Rona and the flu, apparently, because I didn't have that, but it sure did feel like it. Huh.
2: Uh-oh. But whatever. Whatever. I'm well, I'm glad you're back, you're man. Back. And yeah, and, and folks at home will have to excuse John if he's a little groggy because he hasn't been out of the house all week. So we're we're this like his re entry into the world.
3: You are. You're you're my, my new window and I've only had a one way window and it's been everything that's been on TV or you know, in my house. And now I feel like I'm contributing to society again. So well, good.
2: We're, we're glad we can help you. Cause it's all about you. Yeah. yeah thank it, you. Yeah. Uh, this one is from, uh, we always start with a story. I should say that this is from Hannah McMillan from Palm beach, Florida. Uh, this is called that's Mrs. Buttface to you. Hi, John and James. I'm a huge fan of your show and a middle school student. I listened to it backwards though. I listen to your show backwards. I started from the newest episode and made my way down. I'm currently on episode 343 and I got that far on a recent road trip. Uh, I, I th- you people that listen backwards are weird. I'm just going to say it. That's got to be hard. Yeah. I mean, how do you do that? Even? I, I, how is it enjoyable? I mean,
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: It's it's like, how do you even understand what we're saying? I don't understand. So it's
3: a talent, I guess.
2: My, my story is about a time not long ago. It's taking place at a family dinner. All four members of my family were sitting down to dinner and uh, we were rewinding our day. My little brother was complaining that his meatloaf was soggy and my dad was screaming at him to eat it. And then my dad's phone rings. My mom gives dad a dirty look because we have a rule. We don't have any devices at dinner, but he picks That's up the rule. phone when he hears oh. it. And it's a telemarketer. Shots well, right. I already knew this wasn't going to end well, because whenever a telemarketer calls my dad, he pulls this thing called a reverse prank. It happened before, but never at dinner. They were calling about student loans And he acted like an ignorant 15-year-old and switched to talk to an agent because, you know, it's a machine that calls you at first. And then if they're positive, then they switch over. Well, at this point, my mom's furious, but my dad couldn't care less. When the agent comes to the phone, I hear an obviously foreign voice asking how much money he wants back from his student loan. My dad in a funny voice says, it's Mrs. Buttface to you. Beatrice Buttface. And my eight year old brother burst out into laughter. And then the telemarketer asked how much money he wants back from his student loan, sticking strictly to his script there, of course. And he mm-hmm. says, I want 10 cents. The, per- the person asked him to repeat it even louder 10 cents. The 10 cents that Steve took out of me at- back in high school. He was obviously joking. My brother screamed into the phone, ha ha, you soggy meatloaf dummy. I don't think he knew what my brother was talking about because he said, oh, good, good. Tell mommy. Good boy. I have no idea what he meant. So I burst out in laughter and the telemarketer then asked, what is your social security number? So, you know, legitimate uh, happening here. So my dad, being a doofus, he has, says 1346713671 1, and just kept going until the telemarketer hung up. And that's great. Uh, we all stared at each other and uh, each of us and every one of us started laughing so hard that my little brother farted. He farted a huge, smelly, disgusting fart. Oh, man. And then he turned red in the face and we all laughed again. And then my dog farted. Giving away some evidence that my brother had fed the soggy meatloaf to the dog. It was hmm. a smell of death, if death had a smell. It now does. my dad is officially known as Beatrice Buttface to all telemarketers. I hope you enjoyed my story and I hope it makes it on the show. I hope it makes it on the show. Uh, Hannah McMillan from Palm Beach, Florida. I, I have to tell you, John, a little bit today. We got yeah. a couple stories that aren't middle schoolers, but. We have a middle school budget that we have to put in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And middle schoolers, uh, they matter here.
0: Um, uh, um, Dang it. uh, Move out of the way, stupid. Uh
2: And so when they start piling up, when the middle school stories start piling up, every now and then I have to do a show where I just put put a bunch of them in there.
3: Oh, is this one of those shows?
2: This this is one of those shows. Well, there we go. And so some people, some people love them and, and I kind of love them because they sometimes don't make any sense.
3: You know, they're nostalgic. They're a reminder of the way we used to think. Yeah. It's a good.
2: Yeah. It's just, or or they just tell of a happening. It's not even a story. It's just a series of events that are chained together by sentences and stuff, but she wrote it well, Hannah can write well. She put periods in the right places, and there's no lulls or hopefullys in there, so it was pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's rewind the week. Rewinding. the no the the of yeah. All right, I, I was going to tell uh, about the return of Mr. Vroom Vroom. Um, many of you may not, may not remember Mr. Vroom Vroom, but last year, I would take my daughter to work. And, uh, we would go under this bridge coming back home and this guy would always be revving his car vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> and, and I was, I thought it was so annoying. And every single day I got caught underneath the bridge with this guy that I started calling Mr. Vroom Vroom. And I, I was thinking after a minute, I'm like, no, three, four times. I'm always going at the same time with this guy. So I rolled down my window on the next day. And the sound of Mr. Vroom Vroom was actually coming from cars overhead, uh, riding over the overpass and somehow hitting just, just this part of the overpass. And it sounded, I even recorded it for you guys and I played it on the show. I can't remember which episode it was, but it sounded just like a truck going vroom, 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 vroom. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. I heard you call that. Well, I'm back to that again because I'm taking my daughter to school every day, and I I heard Mr. Vroom Vroom, and I'm like, he's still there, and still there. and he's still all of us. We're all Mr. Vroom Vroom. We are. But I don't want to talk about me. that. That was the one I didn't want to talk about. The one I do <laughs> want to talk about is my my son needed a uh, NIV Bible for for his uh, schoolwork. Cause he goes oh, to yeah. a little private Christian school
3: and a I inspired version.
2: I, I bought him a $3 and 49 cent copy, uh, student edition off Amazon cheapest Bible they had. And uh, he got it today and he's, he just stops. He looks at it. goes, Oh good. I'm like, what? He says, you got the Holy Bible. <laughs> I, was <laughs> just, I was just laughing because I'm like, yeah, compared to the unholy version, you know, that's made out of bat wings and demon flesh. You know, <laughs> the the unholy Bible. Yeah, because they don't make another kind. But anyway, I thought it was hilarious because he's so dry witted. And he's like, "Oh, good." <laughs> I'm like, "What? I got the got the holy you got Bible? The holy
3: one. That's, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, good on you, James, for yeah. for picking up the holy version of the text." Versus the unholy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's out there somewhere. I'm telling you. It's got the same words inside. It's just not holy for some reason. Yeah. They didn't didn't put the word on there. Well, Uh,
3: in this part of Georgia, there are still some KJV only
2: churches. Yeah. Yeah.
3: In fact, down the street, there's a, a church that's kind of well known for how Close to God they are, because they only use the k j v and they've sent out flyers and stuff to yeah, other as churches as Jesus
2: area. spoke it, and Paul wrote it, you know, yeah,
3: exactly, because they spoke you know fifteenth century English, but um one of the flyers that they sent out was about the n i v version of the Bible and how it was not the the scripture, it's not the holy Bible, mm. and so um you know. James might be right. Jay might be right. <laughs> Not the Holy Bible, but according to some people in my area, uh, it, he might be wrong.
2: Yeah, NIV only people. You got to worry about him a little bit. It is it's called Bible worship, and uh, it's a little concerning for me. But it's I all mean, right.
3: I got to be honest. I don't know Greek or Hebrew, so yeah. so
2: I have to have it, it translated, and <laughs> yeah. and uh, I have to have it. Uh, in my language so I can read it. Matter of fact, my favorite version is the NIRV, the New International Reader's Version, which is written uh, on a third-grade level. It's great. You ought to try it.
3: My, my particular favorite is the NLT, which is a New Living Translation. So
2: Well, my think favorite good. is better than your favorite, and it's also the uh, CEV version, Contemporary English version, which is also oh. written at a third-grade reading level and was written for ESL students. So, well, there you well, go.
3: well, I think ESV is what they use at my
2: wife's school. So, yeah, there you I, go. I so what what's up with your week, man? Other than being, you know, well, let me tell you.
3: So I, when I, when I got home with my fever, I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to have a couple of days and then I'll be well again, because that's usually how this thing plays out for me. And so a couple of days into it, I'm not, I'm not normal again. I'm like this this really sucks. Um and when I get a fever, um I have a tendency to get a little bit delirious. Oh. And um yeah, it's really weird so when I when I'm trying to sleep at night, uh I will uh, envision things and sometimes speak out about them. Wow. And um <clears throat> yeah, so I was on the couch one particular evening, you know, in my my, uh, fevered stupor. And, um, I, I said something, I, I, they, the, the next morning the kids were making fun of me and Johnny was like, so dad, you want some popcorn? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he said, well, last night you were asking, asking for popcorn. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, cause whatever. But apparently I had, you know, in my, my weirdness uh was asking about popcorn and then i didn't actually want any and then i mentioned (laughs) that i didn't mean to say that so (laughs) it's it's one of those weird things that happens when i have a fever and uh, i'm sure there's a lot of weird stuff that i was mumbling about and um i don't have any of it recorded because it was me mumbling
2: well you're a pretty safe delirious guy i you know Usually, the word delirious, I think of people, you know, really going off the deep end there, and and maybe even doing bad things like ki- killing <laughs> killing people. Jeez, yeah. so wow. so at least you weren't like that kind of delirious, you no, know, like no, I, in a just, fevered state, and you wake up and you know there's bloody corpses everywhere, um, and and you're like, I just wanted popcorn, man. What's <laughs> what's all this stuff going on, you know? Oh, so, yeah, that
3: would be uh, a terrible thing to wake up anyway
2: to. corpses corpses That's what i think of when i hear delirious so delirious. uh we got some listener email <laughs> my friend j- names jacob uh, or, or wait no it's not at all what it says it says hi my name <laughs> is jacob ever since i started looking on apple podcasts i've been looking for a good podcast that has no swearing or nothing And I found you guys, and I've been hooked on after then. I listened to this while typing this on my school iPad, which is the whole reason I needed a clean podcast, because the school can track what I'm doing or watching, and I don't want to get in trouble. And I also want to ask you, what's the secrecy to getting a girlfriend? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I, I told you, I get this stuff. And I don't know what else to do with it, so I just have to put it in the show well let's let's see what we can do to answer Jacob's problems here because <laughs> what what is the secrecy to getting a girlfriend John because I don't know if I know it
3: you know I was thinking he's asking the wrong guys
2: yeah <clears throat> I, I don't know've been married a long time I've forgotten the secrecy
3: sorry. I, I think the I think here's the here's what I would tell my boys: the secret to, to getting a girlfriend is to wait until you're in your twenties. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and don't even bother looking. Just be nice to ladies, treat them respectfully, and um and maybe by the time you're in your twenties, they'll figure out that you're not strange and weird and odd and don't have ulterior motives, and and they'll be interested in uh, uh, visiting with you and hanging around you.
2: Yeah, I was going
3: to I, a movie or something.
2: I was going to say something similar to that. I was I was mostly going to tell you to focus on grades because girls really like grades, and if you have yeah. good grades and you're really nerdy, they love that, man. Yeah. So totally focus on your grades and focus reading grades and wearing yep. glasses. That and, and is a secret. Nice. John? That's the secrecy. John's giving you real advice. I am giving you better advice. Oh, you're the, you're that's the perfect advice
3: <laughs> because a, a girl that doesn't like a
2: man who's not smart is probably a werewolf. I had this question um, with my sit, my daughter and my son just last night on the way back from dinner, they started asking about, they, they just started on the discussion topic of bringing people home like a boy mm. or a girl. Okay. And, and I just said, you need to just go ahead and make it easy on me by going ahead and selecting a guy. This was particularly what we were talking about. It was the, the guy that my daughter would bring home. Like you need to go ahead and pick a guy that I'm going to accept like before, like, you'll know that I'm going to accept him before you even bring him home. And she's like, well, what is that? I said, well, first of all, he needs to be a Christian. And she's like, oh, really? I'm like, yes, the Bible is very clear that we are not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Plus it helps me to know that he's got the same values I have. And, and so we're going to be on the same level there, you know? And she's like, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, he needs to be making good grades He doesn't need to be acting in one way around me and another way around his friends, you know? And Mm. I I had a few other, a few other things that I mentioned. Um, and I got myself worked up and I was like, and by the time I was done, I was talking about fighting him. I don't know where (laughs) it got to that, but I'm like, I'm not above punching a kid. I said, I've never been to jail, but I will go to jail if I need to punch him. And she's laughing her head off because she's like how did it get to this point and i'm like i don't know she says dad they strip you naked when you go to jail i'm like if they want to see all this that's fine <laughs> i'm still gonna hit him if i need to so and then my son starts getting practical he's like dad the chances of of you being able to take on a full-grown you know 16 17 year old is very little I say, i don't care yeah, I will take, I I'll, I'll, I. outweigh him. I will hug him around the neck and go dead weight on him. And just, <laughs> he will drop to the ground out of necessity. And yeah. and once I've got him on the ground, I'll just lay on him and I will tell him the truth about life and it will, it will be there. So I, I just said, let's just avoid all this. And you bring home a good kid. And, and, and Jay's like worried. He's like, what about me with girls? And I'm like, dude, it's mostly you that we're going to be worried about in this situation. (laughs) So we'll, we'll get, we'll get there when we get there. But um, Mm. yeah, yeah. The secrecy of getting a girlfriend is, is really a tricksy one. And there is no secret to be honest with you, buddy. Um, You, you, you just, I just know this for a fact that, that when you stop looking, on that exact moment when you truly stop caring and you stop looking, that's when she shows up. Yeah. That's that's been my experience. She'll just show up in your peripheral vision and it's usually a nice, good girl. And you're probably five years old. So I don't know why I'm even telling you all this. (laughs) Jacob. Anyway, Riley Wood writes, uh, listening to your newest episode, I heard you guys get creeped out by John being called a cinnamon roll. Do you remember that, John? Mm, I vaguely remember. Yeah, I do. It it was kind of creepy that somebody called you a cinnamon roll. She said, I thought I should let you know that a cinnamon roll is a term used mostly by us Gen Zers to denote innocence or to describe somebody who is too nice for this world. In case you were curious, have a great week, Riley. So at least she straightened that out for us. Appreciate that.
3: Yeah. So I'm too nice for this world.
2: Yeah. You're definitely too nice for this podcast.
3: No, no, I don't think so.
2: Yeah. I I think, I mean, you're exactly what we need to balance things out, but, (laughs) but, uh, I've told you, we, we got a theory that you're an angel. So, um, Mm. Thanks to our new patrons. Lily Williams became a $5 patron hotel blankets became a $5 patron. I may have mentioned that before, but I can't remember. So I don't remember that. Okay, good, good. I just wanted to thank them both. Uh, you can also help us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash that's story show and, uh, join up as a patron and you get bonus stories and a sticker and all kinds of good stuff. So, uh, check it out. We also got a review. Uh, we got a bunch of them, but here's one that I wanted to read. Hilarious, says Gwenever42. Can't believe there was 41 other Gwenevers. But um, (laughs) I work in a production shop uh, uh, job, so I listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm here. Uh, I'm making my way backwards through the show month by month. See, there's another backwards listener. It's great to have something to laugh at during the day. I haven't found all the inside jokes yet, but I'll get there. One of my favorites so far was the bowl flipper story. Mm. And James's use of the panic button in that episode. I enjoy his rants and John's easygoing approach to life and his inability to lie. (laughs) It makes life much more interesting when you can take (laughs) everyday happenings and turn them into an adventure. Keep up the good work. Gwenever, forty two so she's right about it. one thing you can't lie it's hard it's it's a good really thing. tough it's a good skill not to have it's it's okay. a good thing you you keep keep it real um sometimes
3: i can try it on you and see if, if it's successful
2: <laughs> i think i think i could as could see it from across the ocean if if yeah. if, if i needed to but anyway, uh, wow, Earth Oddity podcast is back again. You know, we we already know that Earth Oddity podcast is a hilarious take on all, odd news from all over the world, and we already know that it's the best podcast you've never heard of, and you'd be foolish not to check it out. We already know that if you're not listening to Earth Oddity podcast, you're only hurting yourself and you deserve better than that. But here's something you may not know. Did you know that there are many listeners of that story show that also enjoy Earth Oddity podcast. It is true. Jane says, I heard about Earth Oddity on that story show, and I'm so glad I checked out their podcast. These guys are hilarious, and I love the crazy news stories. Black Knight 74 says, I came over from the NLCast community, and I must say that this show rocks. And Id Shark says, I came over from that story show and I'm glad I checked out this podcast. Nothing else to say other than it's great. These are just a few of the w- over 113 five-star ratings that they have on Apple podcasts and the laughs just keep on coming. So what are you waiting for? <laughs> Quit torturing yourself. There's a better way to live your life and it can be had for you for the low, low cost of $0 and 0 cents. So head over to wherever you get your podcasts and search for the earth oddity podcast today. And we'd like to thank earth oddity for sponsoring that story show and for also dissing us in their ad. What? (laughs) There are better ways to live your life. That's what they said. (laughs) And I took that personally. (laughs) There are better ways to live your life than listening to this piece of crap show that you're listening to. So come (laughs) listen to ours. Well, okay. Uh, See, that's just the way I see
1: the world. I'm sorry. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right. Um, we have
2: something else we got to do and it's this, believe it or not.
0: Quiz Quiznos. Where we quiz what you know.
2: All right. Today's quiz comes to us From, uh, uh, from Trevor burn and it is awesome. And I'm pulling it up here and trying to stall at the same time. Uh, I'm not going to need a
3: pad and a paper. I mean, it's been such a long time since, uh,
2: you, you might, you might need one. It's a pretty easy one though. It's, uh, it's a quiz of happy accidents. It's a quiz about useful inventions that were created by mistake. Uh, the names of the inventors and the inventions are all correct, but the stories may not be. So use your detective skills to determine whether or not the following stories are true, and then check your guest below, which has more info about the stories. The answers are below the lines. So I'm not looking below the lines. John, you can't look below the lines because I put it on a different document. Yeah. So here is story number one. Roy J. Plunkett was working w- with a research team to create refrigerants that weren't as toxic. One of the cans that was supposed to have had gas inside of it seemingly empty, but still weighed the same. And they broke it open and they, they discovered a slippery substance that they could, uh, they could get really hot without melting. This stuff now coats your cooking pans because he had discovered Teflon. Is that true or not true? I don't
3: think that's true.
2: One of the cans was supposed to have a gas inside. They broke it open, discovered a slippery substance that could get really hot without melting. This stuff coats your cooking pans. He had discovered Teflon. Yeah, it doesn't sound true to me. So I'm going to look down real quick below the line. And it is true.
3: Of course it is.
2: When Roy was given the Scott medal in 1951, every guest received a muffin tin coated in Teflon.
3: <laughs> mm.
2: Well, there you go. Good job, Roy. I wish my accidents turned into millions of dollars. Yeah, but like
3: he just like found a can with, I mean, uh, huh. what's this can with that? feels like
2: it's empty and I'm going to put lucky it on duck. stuff. Just a lucky duck, man. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> I, I see. Yeah, if I broke open a can and I felt found this slippery substance, I wouldn't even know what to do with it. I'd just be like, "Hey, feel this? It's slippery. Throw it away." Yeah, that'd be how do I like clean it off my hands? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking.
3: What is this crap? Is it going to kill me?
2: But he, he's the right person in the right place at the right time, and and he's Apparently you know so. Teflon. Uh, the question that that I've always heard asked is is how do you You know, if nothing sticks to Teflon, how do they get it to stick to the pan? (laughs) Right. But we'll see. Uh, Number two, Richard T. James uh, was working on a lighter and smoother suspension system for automobiles, and he ended up doing his job a little too well because the spring he was working on had no stiffness at all and just kind of slunk over his work table. It took a few years before his metal was reimagined as a child's toy That we now know today as the slinky true or false.
3: Oh, sure. Yeah. I'll just, I'm going to just say yes. And true.
2: I'm going to say false again, just for fun. So we scroll down, down, scroll down, scroll down. And it is false. Richard was a Naval engineer and the spring that became the slinky was originally designed to balance sensitive Navy equipment. So dad gum. Okay. Again, another genius with a problem to solve failed made millions. It's not fair. Life's not fair. Uh, number three, Dr. Spencer silver was trying to create a super strong adhesive but failed miserably and ended up creating a super weak glue. It seemed to have no purpose. And it sat on the shelf until one day his friend used it to attach notes to books. A few years later, his product could be found in offices around the country. These are now called post-it notes. True or false. I believe this one is true.
3: Yeah. Because I've heard this story, but yeah, I remember he was a mistake and,
2: yeah, yeah, I remember the the fact that he sat on it for years and years. This is true. It took 12 years for the glue that was accidentally discovered to become something that was actually sold as post-it notes. Dedication pays off. James, just like your commitment to the show paid off, many dividends over in in clean, enjoyable entertainment that I will be savoring for years to come. Wow, he snuck in some. Some uh, some credits there. That's great. That's nice. Very That's nice. Very nice. Didn't even know that was there. Forever. Uh, number four, George Crumb was a chef at a restaurant where French fries were very popular. One day, however, an LBB showed up at his restaurant and demanded that his fries be cut thinner than everyone else's. So George obliged and returned thinner fries. Still, the customer complained that they weren't thin enough, by the way. We have a new LBB so, sound. It goes like this: "One of the many tools of the devil." So there it is. It's it's a nice. throw it's a throwback to the old one, but I can't yeah. I can't find the old one, so we have a new one. "One of the many tools of the devil." So there LBB. we go. LBB. So anyway, um, he returned uh, with with thinner fries. The chef had had enough of this complaining customer, though. So he shaved the French fries as thin as he possibly could, drowned them in salt, and then he returned the plate to the customer. And the guest loved it. And this was what the birth. This was the birth of what is known today as potato chips. I happen to know this story, and I believe this story to be absolutely true.
3: Yes, I confirm. I. I mean, I agree.
2: Yes, and it is true. <laughs> These chips Same. were originally marketed as Saratoga chips, named after the city in which they were first made. So, Saratoga chips. How did that guy screw up and not get a uh, a patent or something? Right on there. Uh, there's chips everywhere. We're lousy with chips.
3: They're, oh my goodness. There's it's whole some, aisles. You know the whole aisle. That's true. And if you go to Canada, they got like weird flavors, like ketchup. Ugh. And something called all dressed, which is delicious. Uh,
2: you get them here. Uh, good. And in the go UK, they call them crisps. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. It's, they they eat them like like it's normal, like 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 we eat cereal for breakfast, and nobody <laughs> thinks that's weird that we eat dessert for breakfast every morning. They eat chips uh, or crisps, like you said. Like like normal for snacks and stuff wow. it's it's just weird they it's not a side it's a, it's a main course, so it's a weird thing anyway, Alexander hmm. Fleming, this is number five in our final one today, Alexander Fleming returned to his lab after his vacation to a room full of open and molding petri dishes covered in different strains of bacteria. that's what'll happen when you turn your back on a bunch of poop. Yep. But in one of them, he noticed that a moldy spot was fighting off the growing bacteria. He examined, or he experimented with this mold juice in a different bacteria, and this led to the discovery of penicillin, which is an antibiotic still used to fight light infections. I'm going to say that sounds true to me. What do you think? I don't remember the doctor's name, but yeah, that's exactly how it happened. That's how it happened anyway. Well, it happens to be true. As gross as it is, this is how penicillin was invented. I had to throw something gross in there. After all, it's that story show. And yes, most of these are true. It goes to show that the truth can be stranger than fiction. Thanks for reading this on the show. Trevor from Missouri. And this has been Quiznos. 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 Where we quiz what you know. All right, moving right nice. along It's good to have a quiz nose segment once yeah, in a while. if you would like to write a quiz and send it in, you can do that. You just send it to that at gmail dot com and uh we'll use it on the show. so you know people write con- different kinds of quizzes for us, and sometimes they're about sharks, and uh sometimes we do good at it, and sometimes we don't. That was a pretty good one yeah. i f- I don't I- feel dumb no. Yeah.
3: I mean, I got one wrong. And I think you got one wrong. Yeah, no, I got two wrong. You got one wrong. So,
2: no, I wasn't even keeping track that time. You, I, you I was did. just, I was just in it to win it either way. <laughs> um, hey, uh, let's do some listener stories. Is there to listen
3: to story?
2: All right, this is called "Change for the Worse," and it's from Calvin Haynes in Saint Joseph. I discovered your podcast on the Babylon B crossover episode. And now we listen to it as a family when we drive to school every morning. So thank you for clean comedy. That's actually funny. Here's my story. When I was 16, I got my driver's license and I would take any excuse to drive that I could. Naturally. Yes. My father took advantage of my newfound zeal and would send me on a variety of errands. Most of them food related. One of the first nights I had my license, he gave me $20 and sent me to Taco Bell, to pick up dinner for me and him. He was a single father and fast food was a staple of our diet. So I drove to Taco Bell and I ordered the food and I paid for the food. And I was so excited about what I was doing. I immediately drove away from the food after paying for it (laughs) without actually getting the food (laughs) without realizing what had happened yet. I got home. I go all the way into the house and give my dad the change with a proud grin on my face that only a 16-year-old idiot could have after driving for five minutes. (laughs) He looked at me and said, where's the food? Still not realizing what I'd done, I'd said, what? And he said, where's the food? And just then my smile disappeared and sudden terror and panic came over me as I realized what I'd done. (laughs) With a sigh that only the father of a teenager can give, he told me, go back to Taco Bell and get our dinner. No, Dad, please! Please don't make me go back. That will be so embarrassing. What do I even say, Calvin? You go back and you get our dinner. No. Dad, please. Kill me now. Realizing that he was right and that I was hungry, I drove back to Taco Bell again, but this time with no smile on my face. (laughs) I pulled up to the drive-thru. And an awkward 16-year-old voice said, um, excuse me, um, uh, I, I can't, or he said in his 16-year-old awkward voice, uh, excuse me, I came to here about 20 minutes ago, and I paid for my food and then left. Um, do you guys still have it? <laughs> <laughs> Though the other side, through the other side of the speaker came a burst of laughter, and the guy said, yeah, dude, we still have your food. <laughs> Pulled to the first window. I drove up. The people were all laughing inside saying, we had never seen anything like that before. You drove off so fast. <laughs> the second the change hit your hand, you just took off. We we were taking bets on whether you'd be back or not. So I responded with a laugh, secretly dying inside. I drove back home and my dad and I ate cold Taco Bell for dinner. Nice. Hope, th- hope this makes it on the show. Calvin Hayes st joseph i added the hope it makes it on the show that i have to <laughs> admit because it's my favorite phrase now
3: oh man i hope it makes it on the show i hope it makes it too
2: oh it did. so good hey. job calvin uh i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> about your your two trips there to taco bell that's really good
3: that's gotta be
2: uh, so embarrassing you know,
3: i i can't say that i've never done that before um but I have to think that it's because they forgot to give it to me, oh, and it, I forgot to check.
2: I don't remember ever doing it, but I know that if I did, I could never go back. Like yeah. I would, I would never. I would just have to say, okay, that's that's ten dollars of food that I would just will never have. I'll never go back. Right, right. Uh, couldn't things. do it. But Dad, man, you can't say no to Dad. No, of- you got to do it. Yeah, I mean,
3: just that's the learning experience. Uh. You, you failed and, and you make it right
2: what do i even say you start with hi i'm 16 and they'll they'll understand everything you say after that
3: yeah yeah and they'll <laughs> i mean because chances are they're the same age
2: exactly like we're all idiots here let's just work together and move the world on forward let's go eat our 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 uh, taco bell let's get our taco bell
3: yeah, I kind of want some Taco Bell now. That sounds good.
2: See, I, I haven't had Taco Bell since high school, and the last thing I had there did not do me well, and I've never had a flavor or a taste for Taco Bell at all. Mm. Yeah.
3: I, I I only eat there as often as – it's like I have this gut memory. Mm-hmm. So, like, as soon as my guts forget how bad it was the last time, <laughs> that's when I eat it again. And so apparently my guts have
2: forgotten, so mm. – <laughs> might be, might be time for a trip to the border. <laughs> It'll be a quick trip. All right. Well, uh, what you well, got? I got a story?
3: Here. Yeah. This is uh This is the ultimate froggy sacrifice. It comes to us from Jim Kay in Port Charlotte, Florida. Hey, James and John. I've been listening to this show since nobody's listening days. Which I gotta say, welcome.
2: Yes. Uh, thank you. I
3: didn't. I think back in those days, we we called them nobodies.
2: No, we never did. No, or no. Did, was that something they called themselves? They kind of called themselves that, but I never allowed it because I didn't want them to be known as nobodies because they were they were so important to us.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't recall ever saying that, but
2: yeah, that's cool. Well, well, well. Hey, welcome. Yeah. Welcome. I mean, you've <laughs> been here forever, so <laughs> we, we've never been able to name our our listeners, and 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 it's a weird thing. So it, it's true. But nobody's is are are the ones that they keep saying they they should be called, and I'm yeah. I'm always like no I don't want to do that because you're you're not nobody but, you're somebody yeah you're somebody special. Anyway, uh, Jim
3: says thought you guys might enjoy this story that I've had from way back when I was in grade school back in Michigan like ninety three or ninety four. I went to a Lutheran grade school, which I think makes this story even funnier. So, it's a day like any other day in 7th grade science class. This is middle school.
2: This oh, middle school oh, oh, yeah, here. Dang um, it! Uh, um, uh, move out of the way, stupid.
3: Um. It's told to us by an adult because, you know, 93, 94 is yeah. a long time ago. But 7th grade is middle school, nonetheless. We were doing frog dissection on this particular day and things were going along fairly well. The lab is pretty quiet aside from the occasional shout of ill or gross or <laughs> questions, you know, for the teacher. As I remember, it was uh, about halfway through the class when suddenly we hear the voice of one of my friends yell out, Repent, sinners. <laughs> I just, <laughs> that's had to be how it was said. <laughs> yeah. Repent, sinners. Rolling that R. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Repent.
3: <laughs> you behave. Listen to me now. Um, the entire class, along with the teacher, stops what they're doing and looks up to see the student in question standing on top of his lab stool, lab stool dissection plate held high above his head <laughs> with the frog
2: <laughs> crucified. <laughs> He's got his frog. Crucified on his lap so, plate, so blasphemous. <laughs> he's holding enough to everybody to see, and he shouts out repent I got, <laughs> well, I got, I, I got goosebumps right now, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, gotta
3: catch my composure because I can so <laughs> see this happening. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> he's got it high above his head with the frog crucified. <laughs> I don't know if I should laugh at this. I feel bad doing it. It's terrible. (laughs) It's
2: hilarious.
3: (laughs) Needless to say, he was sent to the principal's office He was suspended for a day or two.
2: (laughs) The kid got suspended for crucifying his frog. Yeah. I I can see that. I don't agree with it, but (laughs) I can see it.
3: Uh, even to this day, when we tell stories from growing up, this one is one of our favorites, and it makes us laugh every time. I hope it made you guys laugh, and maybe even made it on the show.
2: <laughs> 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 Keep up the great work, <laughs> Jim K. <laughs> this story had it all, man. It did. It did
3: literally. <laughs> well, you know, he's been with us since nobody's listening. He's he's learned all the tips and tricks. So. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I've. I gotta say, I read that story earlier, and I had the same reaction. I was laughing at it so hard, I had to tell Amy. Because <laughs> I was at home reading. I
2: can see it. I can see his fat <laughs> little tummy, his his long little legs crossed at the ankles. You know, <laughs> is, is. and you know that
3: boy thought he was being clever. <laughs> like, man, all my student friends
2: are gonna love this. This is the so hard. This is the secrecy for getting a girlfriend. <laughs> repent sinners <laughs> he was just doing you know the great commission man that's what it was, it was it's all it was anyway <laughs> this one's called so close as an sew so close it's from julie hey james and john as i continue to listen to your podcast causing my husband to believe that i have formed an addiction i keep thinking of stories to send so here's another one well good because we love that Yes. This story is from my childhood in the eighties. My older mm. brother, who was a popular kid in his high school was notorious for being hard to wake up in the morning. He was often lying, uh, flying out of the house at the last minute. But one morning he realized that his only pair of clean pants had a hole in the crotch. So being mm. the Renaissance man that he was, he grabbed a needle and some thread from her mom's sewing box. Unfortunately he was running late and out of time and options, he proceeded to sew the hole in his pants while wearing them as Dad drove to school. That is oh, dangerous no. right there. That's
3: very dangerous.
2: You got a needle near the junk. It's it's tattoo time. Just, I no. could do this, man. I could do it. Oh, I can do it. Oh, slow down. Anyway, he <laughs> how he managed to do this without harming his family jewels, I'll never know. He had uh, completed the sewing by the time he arrived at school, and everything seemed to be going so well until he got to gym class. While in the locker room, he made the unfortunate discovery that he had actually sewn his underwear to his pants. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) At this point, he had two choices. To go commando, which was not recommended in the 80s with those PE shorts they used to wear. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Or well, or sit out that day, although he wasn't too upset about missing. Jim having to give an exclamation an explanation to his teacher was a bit embarrassing. Hope you find this amusing as I do. Keep up the great work with the show. <laughs> Your addicted listener, Julie. So close.
3: <laughs> I was hoping that he actually sewed some of the underwear, uh, so it was poking out of the poking uh, out, poking out, of, his out pants. of the hole
2: there that's so great though i I, that's exactly what i would do i'd I'd think man i got this all sewn up it's great it's perfect i'm good and then you go to yoink those pants down and and everything (laughs) goes at the same time whoa whoa. Whoa!
3: (laughs) (laughs) my calvin klein's got my calvin klein's
2: (laughs) so crazy
3: oh well i got a story here from tess peters in knoxville tennessee that's just up the street from me uh, titled lawless lucas boy I say that 10 times fast
2: lawless lucas Law the, yeah i got it yeah
3: after i had my fifth baby
2: good wow Let that's, me just the, take so, a, that's the way to start a story right there yeah let's just take a baby. minute let's just take a minute a moment of silence goodness At gracious Peter's.
3: you're an idiot
2: oh wow no wait <laughs> <laughs> that's not what i meant to play <laughs> <laughs> what did you mean to play? I don't know, but it wasn't that. I think it was like, you know, something like that. <laughs> what
3: What do you say to somebody who's had five kids? You're uh, an, an idiot. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. I repent. It's not. A, it's not on purpose. Let's just do. It. Just, I have two sisters who
3: who pushed out six of them. Oh so, man,
2: uh, let me start over. This is. How this should have gone was, uh, that's great. That's a wonderful way to start a story. It's After um,
3: I had my fifth baby. Oh my goodness. I, I don't know. I don't have the you know mechanics for that and I don't know how that all, but something hurts inside of me, just the thought of it.
2: It is amazing. I was talking to my wife just the other day because she's this short little thing. And I'm only five nine and a half, so I'm average. I'm perfectly average height. So she's a good foot foot shorter than I am. Little thing, like I said. And I said it's a, you would think looking at the two of us, if any of us could could recreate life in our bodies, because I'm pretty heavy set, dude. <laughs> you would think it would be me, because I've got. I've got this belly, I've got all this extra weight on me. So but no, no, it, it's it's all cut you two children came out of this little frame. This little thing and, and it's so great. So yeah. Anyway. Hats off okay. to women. I don't think you're an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> it's an accidental button push.
3: Well, after Tess had her fifth baby, her mother came to help me with my other children, which included a particularly mischievous three-year-old named Lucas.
2: Uh, there, we there we go. There we go. There we go. That was proper. Lucas. Yeah.
3: Well, one morning, I had to take the new baby to see the <laughs> It's, the new baby doesn't have a name no um, after after <laughs> baby number three they apparently just, they just just a new up. kid you
2: know and so, and and, and <laughs> it also denotes that there's an old baby it's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <an> old baby. <laughs> the old there's baby one. we just left her at the house <laughs> old baby <and> new baby <laughs> the, the new baby is getting to go to the pediatrician now yeah yeah the old baby gets leftovers of the bottles and stuff old like baby. that
3: Hangs back with grandma and oh, the rest of the other. The
2: old baby has to be dusted off once a day. <laughs> <Old baby. laughs> uh, <so. laughs>
3: I had to take the new baby to see the pediatrician as you do with a newborn infant. And my mother was in charge at home. As I arrived back at home from the doctor's office, my mother was frantically cleaning the kitchen. Oh, boy. She stopped, faced me and said, I don't know what happened. Apparently she had went to the laundry room to swap out a load and fold a load and meanwhile, Lucas got onto the kitchen counter and oh. found some orange food coloring, which I didn't even know he had. He smeared it all over the counter, oh. his hands and his clothes. He then moved, into the, moved on to the toaster and, 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 a, and a bundle of yarn that grandma had. He put the yarn on. You know what yarn is?
2: Uh, <laughs> I do.
3: Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking this, is, this, is, sounds, this sounds so bad. Yarn is like they knit and stuff with it, right? Right, right. Yeah, oh no. So he put the yarn on the toaster, pressing down the lever over and over while turning and cooking the yarn, causing a sweet burning smell in the kitchen. After that got boring, he moved on to the sink, finding several coins on the windowsill and dropping them into the garbage disposal though so I did not discover that part until I used the disposal later <laughs> and uh, launched the, sh- the coin shot out of the sink like bullets. <laughs> Somehow, along the way, he stuck something in an outlet and caused the kitchen overhead lights to stop working for about a half an hour. Oh, man. But they started working again, meaning I didn't have to call an electrician. Yay! After, this, after his reign of terror, he got off the counter, still covered in orange food coloring and went back to watching cartoons. Grandma was only in the laundry room for about 10 minutes. This Lucas has had uh, a lot of adventures, usually involving uh, stating inappropriate things during church. I bet. But he's a sweet boy with busy hands, and I wouldn't trade him for anything except maybe an electrician. (laughs) Tess Peters, Knoxville TV, Tennessee. (laughs) Tennessee.
2: oh man i uh sounds like
3: a handful huh
2: yeah he does he does he sounds like he needs a a whooping (laughs) 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 i was thinking that, but he's just a free spirit man he's just a just orange Uh, yeah if it was just one thing you know you got into the orange food coloring that that's that's just him being three but uh yeah cooking cooking yarn on the on the um on the on the mic or messing with the toaster would have to be a punishable offense because that's safety related right there so he's on the counters what i mean my cat doesn't
3: even get on the counters
2: (laughs) well that's what happens i i hate to say this because i just said that you're an idiot thing but (laughs) i come from a family of five and i can tell you that parents work very hard on their first two kids they work a little bit less hard on their three kids, their third kid. And then their fourth and fifth kid just pretty much get raised by the other three. Uh, and 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 the, the last two kids are always super bad. And they get to do all of the bad things. At least that's the mm. way it was in my family growing up. Because the parents get tired. They get tired of parenting. And I've mm. seen it again and again. I've seen families with 12 kids in it. And it's the same thing. It's like they just they just wear right out. The only people I haven't seen that do that is the Duggars. The Duggars, <laughs> man, they, they'll they'll discipline them kids all the way all the way out, uh, you know. But anyway, it's, well, I, I, I don't know what the Duggars are doing these days, too. so I won't, I won't say anything about them. Uh, for all I know, the Duggars are are something we can't talk about anymore.
3: Uh, we're gonna get canceled. We better, yeah. we better stop while we're ahead, huh?
2: Who knows? Well, in my
3: family, it's a little different. We had five of us, and uh, the last two are, are pro- probably the better ones. Oh, really? I'm, I'm right in the middle. You know, I'm the the ex- extreme middle child, as uh, is, is middle as you can get. And, uh, yeah, Katie, the baby, you know, she's you know, the angel, of course, and so uh-huh.
1: she
3: can do no wrong anyways. But it's right. The older ones kind of help raise the younger ones, and, well, and, and, you know, my mom was a single mom, and. And it was, you know, I don't know how she did it.
2: Wow. Well, good, good, good stuff there, Tess. Thank you for writing in. We've got one from Katie. It's called Pickle Jam. Hi, James and John. I've only been listening to your show for a few weeks, and I absolutely love it. I've been waiting for my chance to send in a story, and I finally got it tonight. This evening, as I was preparing to make chicken strips for dinner, I realized I was out of barbecue sauce. So I decided to run to Chick-fil-A. And get a bottle of their wonderful barbecue sauce. I didn't even know you could do that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They make these little squeeze bottles now. They're
2: great. Wow. Well, she thought to herself, Chick-fil-A marinates their chicken in pickle juice, so I should do that too. Well, I didn't know Chick-fil-A did that. Now I'm never going to go there again. Because that's gross. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before I left the house, I asked my brother, who's a full-grown adult, by the way, to pour some pickle juice into a bag and then put the chicken strips in the pickle juice. And when I arrived home with the barbecue sauce, I began searching for these chicken strips that were, you know, supposedly prepared. Imagine my horror when I opened the fridge and found the raw chicken strips brutally jammed. I mean, as many as possible into the pickle jar with the pickles. No. I was absolutely dumbfounded, and I just stood there with the fridge open, not comprehending what had happened. By the time it registered in my mind what had happened, my father also joined me in dubfounded silence. We both laughed and <laughs> laughed, much to my brother's dismay. Luckily, the chicken strips turned out amazing, even though we lost a jar of pickles in the process. Just, mm. The theme of the of the story is: don't ask someone who can't cook to marinate chicken if you plan on cooking. It would probably <laughs> die. Of, I would probably die of excitement if my story makes it on the show. So don't keep die. up the good work, Katie. Katie, don't die, whatever you do. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah, die. Well,
3: if you had eaten any of those pickles, there's a good chance somebody yeah. get sick from them. That's
2: true. There's it's, it's, uh, salmonella pickles. It's a- you can't mix
3: raw chicken and pickles. It just don't work. Oh,
2: that's great. Well, we got a voicemail from Todd Napier. It's called Have a oh, Seat, and it goes a little something like this.
1: Hey, guys. It's Todd from Texas, and I have a story from my childhood for you. When I was a kid, we had a Sunday school teacher who was rather large, and she was a blast to be around. She was an awesome lady, and she was a great lady. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> she was a awesome la-
2: <laughs> By the way, he laughed right there. I didn't realize why the first time. It's because he said she was a big lady, and then he said she was a great lady, and he thought, he thought in his little mind, he went, I just said she was fat twice. <laughs> she was great. You yeah. Know. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway,
1: it was continued. She needed to be around. She was a great uh, Sunday school teacher. <laughs> See, he laughed and again. <laughs> as kids, you know, we would get a little rowdy. Uh, and during those times, she would threaten to sit on us. <laughs> now, we never took her serious, but it was just enough of one of those in the back of our minds, like, eh, yeah, she might do it. So she would threaten to do it, and we would straighten right up.
3: I'd be This one Mom. particular
1: time I remember that things had started getting a little rowdy and and the kids were starting to act up quite a bit and so she gave out her usual warning that she was going to sit on a particular uh one of the particular kids and I guess he was kind of feeling froggy that day and <laughs> he just flat out said, "Okay, well, go ahead, do it." Oh, well, He shouldn't have said that because she she took him at his word, and so she began the process of sitting on him. And I just remember the look on his face as his eyes just got big as saucers as this rather opulent lady just plunks her hindquarters down on him. And he's just now screaming, get off, get off, get off. And yeah. And we didn't have any trouble out of him for the rest of the evening.
2: No, you didn't. And he was marked for the rest of his life. His entire body was touched by one giant butt. <laughs> <laughs> his whole existence was covered by a butt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How I was, does that happen? I, I know he regretted that. I know he did. Today, you couldn't do anything close to that, by the way. Uh, today you're yeah. in today the the f- fat lady would be in jail <laughs> but <laughs> good a great woman i just can't help but think that somewhere in her weird mind she really wanted to sit on a kid and that was her goal from the beginning she's like i'm gonna become a sunday school teacher because i want to sit on a kid and um, i'm gonna, I'm gonna threaten sunday. them and eventually one of them's gonna dare me And I'm going to do it. Well, anyway, this is middle school drama. We got Uh, some more. uh, uh, Dang um, it! uh, Move out of the way, stupid. Um. This is from Georgia. Hi, James and John. It's Georgia again from Toledo, Ohio. And I have another story for you, by the way. This is middle school drama. So I was with my friend looking through my old group chats, and I saw this one group called Capri And I said, what kind of... Idiotic person would come up with a group chat called Capricin. And being me, I had to look who named the group that was Capricin. And well, you wouldn't guess I named it Capricin. Oh, my friend was trying to stifle her laughter, and I was sitting on the bus in shock. Hopes this makes it on the show, Georgia. <laughs> we got a theme for today. We do, don't we? well anyway that is all we have for you today do you have a funny life story i mean have you ever tried to get 10 cents back on your student loan have you ever paid for food and forgot to pick it up have you ever been tempted to accept to accept a dissected frog as your lord and savior have you ever (laughs) got a needle a little too close to your junk have, has your family, wait, has your crazy son totally wrecked your kitchen with zero convictions? Have you, have you ever found a pickle jar full of chicken parts? Have you ever been sat on by a pleasantly plump Sunday school teacher? Have you ever had to face the horrible truth that in fact you named your chat group Capri Sun? Whatever your story it is, send it in. Email our audio to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. And if we used your story, we owe you a sticker, so email us your address. Thatstoryshow.com is the website review us on apple podcast or wherever you listen to us and thanks to our patrons for th- for your support with special thanks to our producers james spangler jennifer kennison eric kube yanu streespeck and carrie wright join the club and get more from your favorite podcast today at patreon.com slash that story show and remember when something weird annoying embarrassing or painful happens to you don't get stressed don't get depressed Don't blame it on Grandma. It was Lucas's fault. Just think, hey, I've had too many kids, and this belongs on that story show. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, John. Thanks, (laughs) James. I'm just going to play it one more time.
3: You're an idiot.
2: Not not (laughs) Just so I'll get in trouble with everybody that's had more than five kids. I I feel like I've dug the ditch. I might as well turn it into a grave.